Welcome to the podcast. Here we are waiting for somebody to join us. We're going to have a good time. We're probably talking football. Hello, football fans. This is the CBFA Podcast with your regular Shoaldice Park field announcers, Grant Pollock and Cole Fortner. I'm James Parks. Let's get to it. This, this Saturday's game was that just happened. We're insane. one nothing. Bulldogs and the Lions at Heller. Woo-hoo. That, like I mentioned to you on the field, after getting the player sheets for the second game with Ad Heller, and I was like, you can't write that stuff. <laughs> like, you can't write that stuff. Like, that's something, like, straight out of a simulation of a Madden video game. <laughs> on the hardest difficulty, of course. But, uh... Yeah, that was that. That to me was the, the the surefire sign that we're gonna have a great playoff season this year, by far. And uh, Raiders put on one heck of a show uh, against. I think they were facing the Wildcats. Raiders nope, Wildcats. It was uh, Raiders against the Mavericks. Thirty-two. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, thirty-two zip. So they showed up there that day to start off a good way of uh, first day of playoffs, and then. The third game was six to eight. I couldn't believe it. Eight to six. I couldn't believe it. That was another good one. And then, forgive me, but the fourth game as well was uh, was another good one as well. For uh, was it the? Because I had my list at my house, but uh, let's see. I have I have it on the website here. Yeah. On my phone. Uh, Hilltoppers forty-eight, Chiefs thirty-four. <laughs> Yeah, see, here's the thing. With that game, right, I honestly thought the Chiefs were going to make a comeback and tie it because there was a point in the game by before the third quarter or by the third quarter, that's when I thought we're going to see a tie game. Just watch. And then, yeah, they kept the lead and they, you know, pro- progressed forward to the end of the whistle and that was it, right? So, but honestly, a good game of football is barely any flag calls, and the time runs good, and it's just seesaw back and forth. Like I said, Lions and Bulldogs, that was my favorite game. <laughs> that one nothing game, when I talked to who did I who I don't know if it was you, James, but who, um, I'm trying to remember his name now, but I went down to get the player sheets, and uh, he goes, how was that game? I just got in, and I said, oh, we just had a one nothing game. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're serious? I said, I'm not joking. You can look at the score sheets when they I, get uploaded. I think that was Kirk. Yeah, that was Kirk. Yeah, Kirk was the one. He, he says, no way. He's like, a one nothing game. I said, yeah. I said, they kicked it from the 15, 20-yard line, the kick was, and then that's how they scored the point to get on the board. And they were on their third down. So I would think it was like third and five. And uh, I was like, why didn't they run it? They should have ran it, got a fresh set of downs, and got to the end zone, right? But, oh, man, it was a good game. Um, And as far as what transpired over at uh, Field 8 or Stampeder Field, that uh, I heard there were good games there, especially the Eagles game. I heard that was a wicked game to watch by Mikey. Yeah, yeah. I unfortunately uh, didn't witness that one either. 
Uh, that was a huge upset. And you know, last week we were talking about upsets. Well, you were asking if uh, if we would, you know, pick an upset of the week. And, yeah. And none of us, none of us gave the Stampeders a chance. None of us gave the Stampeders any kind of respect at all. And, yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat those words. Uh, you know, hey, the Stampeders, kudos to you guys, man, because wow uh that is one heck of an upset for uh, yeah uh what was what was that yeah the stampeders they're a, they were a four and four team this year and they took out the eight no eagles that is yeah that is the upset of the year right there i don't yeah. think there can be another anything that compares to that i mean wow what a performance well, it must have been a heck of a game and uh, yeah, yeah I, I really hope Mikey can join us and, and fill us in. On... And, and talk about it, yeah, because I would love to know more about what transpired in that game. But the Wildcats-Cowboys, the, the Cowboys were down throughout that whole game. And they pulled out something out of their hat, you know, something out of the good old playbook to uh, say, okay, we're walking away with this W, and that's why the game ended with them winning by two points, which wow. was nuts. So I was like, oh my goodness, they're like at the top of the standings going into the playoffs. In my head, I'm like, I hope the Cowboys don't pull the Calgary Flames <laughs> and uh, you know, lose in the in the in the in the playoffs. But they they both teams gotta give them kudos for both uh, the Cowboys and the Wildcats. They put on one heck of a show. Like, and then of course, uh, that was six to eight, and then Again, the third game, it was 32 for the Raiders and zero or scoreless for the Mavericks. Yeah, the Raiders, man, that uh, uh, their quarterback is unbelievable. He knows how to throw dots downfield without any hesitation or second thought. And, uh, <clears throat> like, it's just precise every single time. But I think I counted maybe three to four times where it was an incomplete pass, but the run plays that were even run, like, they ran like a well-oiled machine that game. And that's why they came up with the win. Yeah, and then attack. exactly, exactly. And uh, so I feel like if the team is listening for the uh, for the Mavericks, don't take this loss seriously. Take it as a learning curve. Watch the tapes back and come back even stronger. Setbacks are setups for greater comebacks, right? And finally, the fourth game at Hellard, which was the Hilltoppers forty-eight to Chiefs thirty-four, again. That was another game that signified a great kickoff to the beginning of first day of playoffs because the Chiefs came out strong uh, in the first half and the Hilltoppers were not so far behind and the Hilltoppers kept their momentum strong and they came out with the W. And Aaron Oboe from the Hilltoppers, that's my, that, that guy, I call him the highlight reel for a reason because once you get that ball in his hands, he ain't gonna be afraid to run downfield. <laughs> yeah, he so, uh, he had a heck of a game. Um, a number of of uh, of the Hilltoppers had had quite a, a, a stellar performance. Um, yeah. The the defense had a bit of a rough day. The Chiefs uh, did pretty good to uh, to score as much as they did. Um, we're looking at Chiefs Hilltoppers. So Aaron Oboe, yeah, number 42, and Marcus Williams. So Marcus Williams for the Chiefs 
was uh I, I'm having trouble describing what I saw because I, I was I was really impressed with uh, with his ability to make tacklers miss. Uh, yeah, he would he would start going and then he would plant his foot and and then change direction and guys would go flying through the space that he almost occupied and and he would be he would be uh, and and it, the. Uh, the hilltoppers had to gang tackle him to in order to get him down and that was if they could catch him yeah he was elusive just uh fluid uh i was i was really impressed what a performance by him yeah that and and like i said like when when and he was one of my always one of my favorite picks to pick in uh player of the game and that's when i started off in the cbfa and i was like what about him and they're like he was already nominated <laughs> so and there's a reason for it, right? So at the end of the day, like, yeah, his performance, both him and Aaron for both for that game were phenomenal. And if those guys continue to pursue with that kind of energy towards uh, the game of football, there's going to be definite eyes for sure from colleges to wanting to, you know, say, hey, we got a spot for you on the team if you're interested. Right on. Uh, and the other game that uh, Michael saw that we did not, uh, the Colts beat the Rebels 55-13. to 13. And yeah. uh, apparently in, in one of the, the earlier games, I'm not sure um, which one, but uh, there was... Uh, there was some heated tempers on the sidelines and um, uh, one, of, one of the coaches... Uh, said something to one of the directors wasn't me but um, it was before I I arrived at the park I only heard about it later Um, but something was said that uh, that shouldn't have been especially around kids and uh, and so this this coach has been suspended for a week which means he can't be uh, at practices or yes right yeah so uh, and that's the second time a coach has been disciplined in such a manner this year. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, we were talking about something in the water down in Oak Dokes. Maybe <laughs> something in the water in Calgary too, making people go crazy. That's we're true. We're on the yeah. verge of a zombie apocalypse here. It could very well be, or it could be something in the Timmy's Coffee over there in Oak Dokes. You never know, right? So, at the end of the day, it's all about. Uh, yeah, for, for that kind of behavior, it is very uncalled for, and you know, but hopefully that, you know, with every every punishment comes a lesson, and that lesson will be to, you know, not do it next time, you know, and yeah. well, because well, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, you know, so and with coaches, because I've had, you know, family members that coach hockey and football as well, and, you know, it's in, in the heat of the moment, anything can happen, and at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, some coaches think they're playing for the Stanley Cup or the Great Cup or the Super Bowl. And in, re- in retrospective, I guess you could say, they're playing for, you know, the title for the, you know, the championship in the CBFA, right? And, uh, yeah. But- well, yeah, and everybody, everybody, you know, wants to win and, and there's a whole competitive nature to it. But uh, at yeah. the same time, you know, you need to be able to control yourself and, Exactly. To be able to speak respectfully to other people, whether they're yep. adults or kids. 
That's so. true. Yeah. Especially, especially to the kids as well. Right. Because something like that could, you know, alter their way of, uh, you know, saying like, man, I really loved football, but is this what it's really like? Like, you know, cause for me, I was in cadets for seven years and all that stuff. And I, I played basketball as well for, for, for a few years or four years. And, uh, it's always good to have a coach with a level head, especially in the heat of a game and, uh, win, lose, or draw, you know, at the end of the day, you're only like your best, your biggest representation is the coach, right? That is yeah. the person that is in charge of you. That's the person that you go to, to be better as a player or even as a person too, you learn life lessons from coaches as well, right? Oh yeah. Like, so many life lessons are taken from football and, and any sport. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I can remember back when I played, um, our, our coach was stern and he was, um, you know, a uh, very direct, uh, but he was level headed. He would keep us cool. He would argue vehemently with the referees on every single call, but he <laughs> always spoke respectfully. Yeah. And once, you know, the ref had made up his mind, and that was that was it. He would let it go, and he would move on. Yep. And he would and he would tell the captains on the team, you know, we'll get it back. We'll get it back. Yeah. And and you know, okay, there's there's one more guy on their side today, but that's okay. We're still better than they are. We'll get yep. it back. And uh, and yeah, that's how he approached uh, pretty much everything. And 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 our our team responded well to that yeah and uh yeah we we all took away some really good life lessons so a good leader basically represents those that uh you know as, as, as like a good way of uh it's like a good representation in a sense like as we were talking cadets like you know you, you got to set an example, right? You, by you doing negative actions can have negative consequences. And in turn, it can have negative uh, effects on those that you're leading in life. Right. And that also applies within the game of football, hockey, basketball, whichever. Right. So, yeah, but uh, we'll see the coach back on the field soon in a week's time. And uh, you know, like I said, we're, it's all, it's a family friendly environment. And as the, script always says on the binder you know those things are not tolerated <laughs> yeah well this is a heck of a time so, year to uh to take a a penalty like that um yeah because coming up this saturday we've got semi-final saturday here uh starting at 9 a.m with the uh the lions taking on the eagles that's going to be and, a good game. Uh, that's followed by the Wildcats taking on the Mavericks. So that, that those are the Division Two semifinals. <clears throat> and uh, and now I would have to say that uh, the Eagles are heavily favored to take the decision or the Division Two crown here. Um, and then in the afternoon, uh, the in the Division One semifinals, uh, we've got the Cowboys taking on the Raiders. Followed by the Bulldogs and the Stampeders. That's going to be, yeah, those are going to be phenomenal games back to back, especially now that we're in the semifinals now. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Uh, 
bring out my prognosticator hat here and um man i i don't know if i can pick against the cowboys no i think if anything that's going to be like mentioned in the last episode i think they're going to be the ones to head into the finals that's that's going to be another one of those uh you know eight to six games yeah because um, now that the preseason's over now they know that they're in these playoffs and this playoff season the mindset is going to be heavily different than what it was before for those players right but i mean those are two giants there seven and one versus seven and one and the bit of the question is who's going to walk away with the additional loss added to the record well, actually after last week's games they're eight and one and eight and one wow yeah the that's going to be and that game is where hellard or field eight or stampeder uh they're all at hellard this week we've only Ooh. got four games they're all at hellard oh wow so uh yeah we're not gonna miss any action uh, unless you know you're like me and and you like to sleep in on saturday and you get there a bit late so yeah yeah in the afternoon match the the bulldogs and the stampeders so the bulldogs at uh six and three now uh taking on the stampeders at five and four that's mm. going to be a pretty even matchup and um you know i i picked the bulldogs to be a uh a dark horse they were my dark horse last week um, yeah but against the the true upset masters here uh um gee toss a coin yeah and you know from that upset that shows that from that team and what that coach is doing with his boys and his girls there on that team you know they uh they definitely took a look at the at, at the at the footage for sure and they said, okay, let's reevaluate. Let's see how we can go into this game come Saturday. And when that whistle blows, it's showtime. And uh, for that upset to happen, I wish I had been commentating that game because like me, man, I'm a big professional wrestling fan, UFC fan, every fan except golf. <laughs> <laughs> but I love upsets, Upset, upsets in games and any sport are are something that you can't script out you can't be like this is gonna happen you can't predict it right like no one knew Jorge Masvidal was gonna knock out Ben Askren with a flying knee in the first round just before the commercials were said by Mark uh, Mark Wahlberg or not Mark Wahlberg Mark Goldberg from the UFC commentary table when he was like this is this fight is sponsored by and that's when the knee was struck right same thing wow. with this upset with the football game right and you can't right upset you know wins in sports and I know that ain't going to be the only one, that's for sure. And uh, I'm looking forward to these this weekend's games. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. Yeah. Wish we really if had, like... If, if you're anywhere near Calgary yeah. on Saturday, October 23rd, uh, you need to get down to Shouldice Park and catch some of this action because it's going to be off the hook. It is. It is. And I keep telling people, I'm like, you want, if you got nothing going on and you're bored at home and you think, oh man, I, I would love to go see a sports game and everything else. And quite honestly, I think we had like maybe 
one semi-cold day throughout the whole season. I could be wrong because I started off kind of in or a little bit in the game. But uh, every time I've been to Should Ice, it's been beautiful weather to play some football. Yeah, like, the forecast is promising for this weekend too. Sweet. I hope it don't snow on the final. <laughs> yeah. I, so. I know from Dan, he said, he said, if it snows on the final, you know, hell throws over. <laughs> so. Oh no, we've had, we've had snow for provincial finals many times. Wow. Most of the time. Cause they're, they're still, yeah. Provincial finals still a month away. Yeah. But, um, the, uh, division three final, on mm-hmm. October 30th, that game is already set. So uh, with the uh, the Hilltoppers, we'll be taking on the Colts at 10 o'clock in the morning on Hellard Field. That's that's not this Saturday. That's next Saturday. Wow. Uh, the winners of uh, the games uh, this Saturday, semifinal Saturday, they will all be going again the following week for uh, city final Saturday. Wow. That's October 30th. Wow. Yeah. That, that, and like I said, with that energy, that mindset of we're here now, we're good. We got to put on a show. Yeah. It, it ain't preseason no more. This is, this is now the time to, uh, to, you know, listen to that rock rap verse from, uh, <laughs> for, and then, you know, get into that mindset of time to, you know, go out there and, uh, kick some tail. And I think for, and from what I've witnessed this past Saturday from the zero one game that, that James, I, I'm not even joking you when I say this, that was the closest I've ever saw a game coming into overtime, like ever. Cause we were radioing back and forth. Like, are we going into overtime? And no one knew. And then it was about, I want to say three minutes before the whistle at the, on the fourth, that's when the one point got on the board. And the place went bananas. The six to eight game, the six to eight game, people were going bananas. So um, one thing I just realized, the uh, uh, the game this uh, this Saturday, uh, Cowboys versus Raiders, that's a rematch of their Week One uh, tilt. That that game finished eight to six in favor of the Raiders. And it was the only loss, it still remains the only loss that the Cowboys have suffered all season. Wow. So uh, that is is your, uh, it's not a David versus Goliath, it's a Goliath versus Goliath. And they're, I, I can't wait to see these two teams go toe-to-toe and, and really, uh, you know, take it to to each other this is going to be a good match it's going to be a great game i can't wait i I guess uh that'll do it for for this week thanks for joining me on the podcast once again daniel barker trombley gonna enjoy the the rest of the week here um before before saturday football saturday so oh yeah yeah. i'm gonna enjoy every second of you know tests and (laughs) and uh stuff with school and everything else but at the end of the day i'm very much looking forward to this saturday and for those that are going to listen to this podcast and for the football fans let's make some noise (laughs) good stuff thanks a lot we'll talk to you on saturday
See you Saturday, James. You betcha. Ciao.